Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture Catch-Up, your favorite pop culture podcast where we rewatch childhood favorites, movies we missed, and everything in between. Don't forget to subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. And follow us on Instagram at Catch-Up Culture. What is up? What's up? Culture Catch-Uppers. Is that what our fans should be called? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) No, Culture Catch-Ups? Yeah. Like condiments? Do we call them condiments? Ooh, I like that. Just condiments alone? Like ketchups? Like it's you're saying ketchup? That's silly. No, I like it though. <laughs> Welcome it took us two to... seasons to think of that. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode of season Aww. two of Culture Ketchup. Don't be sad. It's a good one. It is a good one. As Steve Harvey says, <laughs> we got a good one for you today. Nice. Nice reference. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, normally we talk about what we've been watching, but um, not only has that not changed yeah, much for us, <laughs> but also we're going to skip it this week because there's too much to discuss for this week's episode. There's too many bits and bobs. There's too many weird shit. There's too many plot lines, much like the movie mm-hmm. that we need to discuss. But what movie are we talking about today? Oh, you know, it's the one, the big one I've been teasing all season spice world ah the one that took me months and months to hunt down yeah because you can't watch it anywhere you sure can't and we'll touch on that again in a little (laughs) bit but um uh i posted multiple times asking if anyone had any way for me to watch this movie because it's been so long since i've seen it jared obviously has not seen it have not um which is real travesty luckily my friend jill came through my good old college buddy, photog friend, photog friend. I'm not a photographer anymore. She still is, but <laughs> we studied photojournalism together friends. at the University of Texas. She came all the way through in the middle of a move across the country, mailed me her beloved DVD of Spice World. And we've already discussed Do how. Do we have to take it with us and return it to her in person? Maybe. Go to New York. Because we don't trust to sure anybody to mail it. Back to her. Well, we did already talk about <laughs> maybe it's like a sisterhood of the traveling DVD situation. Because I told her, you know, well, I mean, anytime you need it back, you just let me know. Like, we're never letting go of this. Yeah. Because it's impossible to find. She didn't have a DVD player or any way to watch it. So that oh. was why she was okay letting it go, which is true. Well, then fine. We can be the keepers of it, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't either if you weren't a gamer. Yeah, you that's know? true. So, Man, uh, it really pays off to be a gamer. You can still watch DVDs. <laughs> in honor and in gratitude for her sharing her DVD copy with us, um, I did a little interview with Jill on what she thinks about Spice World now. So we're going to kind of splice in some of her bits about it as they come up. But first, Jarrett, you don't know much about the Spice Girls, I found out. Yeah, I didn't know much about the Spice Girls in general. Other than just like pretty much their one song that I was able to pick up through the years. Which one song? uh, I already forgot. uh, Wanna. Wanna be. Wanna be. Tell me what you really, really want. Okay, yeah. uh, So I knew that. We won't do that the whole episode, I swear. Maybe. Uh, But then, so I do that, and then I know... And then, yeah, That's and I definitely it. didn't know anything about the movie really at all either. I was shocked how little you knew about the Spice Girls because they were so big. I know that you weren't listening to them or into them at this time. It's just not, but it in feels my, like it feels to me like not all. knowing Elvis. You know, really? it feels that well. Yeah, it yeah. feels that big. So, um, I we did ask him, or we <laughs> say that like there's a team behind us. <laughs> I did ask Jarrett some generic 
ba- very basic Spice Girls trivia before we watch the movie to see what he knew. And I want to ask him the same questions now. Let's do it. And see if he learned anything. Can you name all... Wait, how, do you know how many Spice Girls there are? There's can, five. Can, okay, yeah. Can you name all five of the Spice Girls? Let's see. After seeing the movie, I bet I can. I hope so. I hope so. I'll be embarrassed for you <laughs> if you can't. Uh, posh. Uh-huh. Scary. Uh-huh. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Sporty. Mm-hmm. Baby. You did it! Yeah! And do you think now you could also identify them? Like, do you know oh, which yeah. one is which? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so proud. Um, can you name any songs other than Wannabe? No. Which, by the way, you didn't know it was called Wannabe no. either. You, I was just like... I just, you knew it was called, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Which is yeah. probably what I called it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I had to tell you it was called Wannabe. You you can't name any other songs now? Not the titles probably still. No. Huh. Oh, you played that one, uh, like their big one. I mean, all the songs that were in the movie were big ones, or their big ones, I'm assuming, but the one... Uh, well, I'm, every I'm song they've ever it. recorded is in the movie. That's true. So, uh, no, I can't think of what, another one at the moment. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> well, the, the teaching isn't done yet then. And Gotta then lastly, do you remember who my favorite Spice Girl was growing up? Yes. Who was it? Ginger. Oh, thank God you remembered. Who did you think it was prior to me telling you? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Which does track it tracks for my people. interests and whatnot. But it was, it never even... I so much liked Ginger over the others that it didn't even dawn on me that you might, well, one, that you might not but know see, the like, answer, I'd, and two, I'd, that you might guess scary. I don't remember you up until this point ever telling me who your favorite Spice Girl was. Yeah, they, they don't come up and a lot We somehow. don't talk about them that much. Which is so weird, because... They're a big moment for you. I mean, and I've talked to you about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. But not Spice Girls? How? Maybe yeah, it's because... You yourself the, a fan. <laughs> maybe it's because of how little... I would not be able to Music talk about there actually you. is. Yeah, that's true. But I also wouldn't be able to like have any input on like the conversation would, die, would come up and yeah, then go away true. very quickly. You have reference points for Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah. Maybe because they're around more now currently. Yeah. Um. So didn't know anything about it. Is nope. that right? Wow. I know. Wowzers. I was a clean slate. Unfortunately, I don't Ready have. to be imprinted upon by the Spice Girls. <laughs> I don't have specific memories of like when it came out or anything. Um, but I remember watching it a lot. I remember singing and dancing to all of the songs pretty much all the time. I'm pretty sure their songs are some of the ones that my cousins would make up dances to and force us to dance along. (laughs) Um, so like big culture moment for me, you could say they might be a piece of the culture that made me know culture was for me. Little lost culturistas reference for anybody, for any readers. Of Lost Culturistas. Um, so huge cultural impact, yet I don't have huge memories of it coming out. The movie itself, I remember like scene by scene. I remember super well. Right. So maybe I owned it at some point. I don't know. I feel like maybe I watched it at friends' houses a lot. Was it uh, on cable a lot, I guess? I don't know. I don't feel like it was on TV a lot. Who, when we get to the ID, IMDb, I'm going to need to know who was like who made this? the studio. Okay. Because I don't remember from when we watched it. Okay. Um, unlike me, though, Jill, very specific memories of, of when it came out. So here is Jill talking about what she remembers about the release of Spice World. I mean, Spice World and my childhood are synonymous. Like, it was my birthday party. I think it was, like, my 11th birthday party. And I had just moved to, like, Plano. I just moved to a new district from Rowlett. And so I didn't really have 
a lot of friends and I had my old friends. So like, you know, there's probably like eight of us from different places and we all went and saw Spice World and Garland. (laughs) And it was just like amazing. Everybody could relate. I mean, we all picked who, you know, which Spice Girl we were, you know? And which Spice Girl were you? Man, I kind of always like oscillated between like a few of them. I was never posh. I just was not, I couldn't be Victoria. I just, she was too serious for me. But like, usually it would be ginger or scary or sometimes sporty and sometimes baby, but never posh. (laughs) I'm kind of sad that I don't have better memories of it as a child, but... Maybe this is where my memories of Spice World start. Start again. When, start when, fresh. When you got to see it for the first time. Well, I mean, it obviously like held, had its hold on you for it to be such a big well, yeah, movie for I you. I still remembered. I could have talked the whole way through it. I could have said, oh, he's about to. So me here's watching. Here's one what's of, about to happen. <laughs> watching one of the movies from like Iron Giant. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, well, I remember saying yeah, this. Yeah, or like any Star Wars <laughs> yeah. or uh you know those movies you love i'm blanking what are those two called gladiator and And braveheart um okay so let's get to the imdb facts it actually came out in 97 Ooh, that's two years off my guess was slightly off um just by a year do you want the imdb description i don't feel like it's really necessary give me the sam description the sam description is a long rundown of like crazy shit that happens okay, to him. sum up <laughs> okay maybe then we will start with imdb description world famous pop group the spice girls zip around london in their luxurious double-decker tour bus having various adventures i'll say and performing for their fans imdb rates it sadly 3.6 out of 10 oh no stars which is one of the points i want to talk about so um eventually we'll get to what Jarrett thinks of this film but first there's a lot of things to discuss Um, it was canned by critics and it's one that now has like come back around and people admit that, okay, maybe it is kind of good. Um, you know, those like fake mean awards, the Razzies. (laughs) Yes. Those. And then there's one other, um, it won a bunch of those. Oh, isn't that so mean? That is. And I have a theory about that. I think that's because anything that young women and girls latch onto becomes like the target of pop culture making fun of you know i mean boy bands get made fun of anything anything made for young girl brady bunch gets made fun of full house gets made fun of anything made for young women and that they become obsessed with gets made fun of but like you don't hear anybody making fun of spider-man yeah i mean that's still very much a a big problem in in fandoms and like pop culture at large i mean look at all that we've talked about it before like Maybe on the show, I can't remember, but like even just the the fan fan in quotes <laughs> uh, reactions to like Rose in the Last Jedi, uh-huh. or like or you know the bullying that she received uh, that even Daisy Ridley received after you know after because it wasn't like the dude being or the like main. any female in any of yeah. these heavy macho movies. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like that becomes they become the ire of the fan base for some reason and it doesn't make any sense i call bullshit we should call bullshit everyone should call bullshit on that i'm so glad that you think that and say that um something else that's important to know is that they were writing and recording their second album simultaneously while making this film nice so and i think the album came out probably like in conjunction with 
So they had actually only put out one album. So they put out one album and then that gave them enough popularity yes. to be able to do a movie. Yeah, like who are you to make fun of this? Yeah. They put out an album That's and incredible. now there's this huge movie about them. I mean, and they've lived on. I mean, I would spend bukus of money <laughs> if they would tour again. And, you yeah. know, they did once a few years ago and I, I think only in the UK. I don't remember them coming over here. And, you know, there was that one year that they like popped up in the Olympic opening ceremonies. Oh, I guess yeah, when, when they were in London. in London. Yeah. yeah. Anything like that, I feel like is just so exciting because we get so little of it. Just imagine how much money I'd be willing to spend. Um, and then I want to tell you uh, a couple of other little things and then we'll get into the actual movie. Okay. They had to cut last minute clips of, or scenes that they had filmed about princess Diana and um, Gianna Versace. They had to cut them right before oh. they released because they had both passed away. Isn't that wild? I know. I wonder if you can find those anywhere. You can't find the movie anywhere. There's no then, way you can find true. those deleted scenes. That's going to be a uh, common complaint <laughs> that comes up throughout this episode. And then they also had to cut out scenes with Gary Glitter because it had just come out that he was being charged with um, possession of child pornography. Oh, so they had filmed scenes, like Glitter a is. huge scene with him apparently and cut it. Um, he was like a big glam rock star. Uh, you know that song that you only hear at um, sporting events that's like, da na na, hey, da na 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 na, da na na, hey. No, you're just looking at me blankly. No, that's not coming up. I'll have to look That doesn't up. sound familiar? No. Okay, that's Gary Glitter. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Never I mind. Mean, I don't need to learn it. I suppose this isn't an interesting, <laughs> this isn't an interesting tidbit. It is wild that you can't watch it anywhere for sure. Because like we said, it's impossible to find. It's not streaming anywhere. You cannot easily buy a DVD of it. Mm -mm. We Um, tried. Because I really think that people would... Well, first of all, we know it holds up. Mm -hmm. I I knew that before we watched it that it was going to hold up for numerous reasons. And spoiler alert, I enjoyed it too. Of course you did. It's a very fun movie. (laughs) It is a very fun movie. I don't think you have to be a huge Spice Girls fan to enjoy it. No, I knew nothing about them and I still liked it. It's so wacky and weird and camp. That's what it is. A million percent camp. Yeah. Jill it, had it literally looks it sounds like it parts of this movie they were just like ideas threw it at a board <laughs> and they stuck and they're like yes we can make that work which is funny because that's a story kind of a storyline of the movie which yeah. again we'll get I keep saying like we'll get to that but <laughs> there's a lot to do this time guys we've never had it's the clips. finale let we've, us go with we've it. never had clips from an interview <laughs> to splice in we're still figuring out this format but the campness of it, Jill had an interesting theory on that. And I want you and the ketchups. What did we decide to call the them condiments? 10 minutes ago? The condiments to hear what Jill <laughs> thinks about it. So here's that. Part of me like is so curious how with, you know, Gen Z, like being super into the nineties, like why has this movie not shown up in their, like in their mind yet? I mean, it's going to hit. And when it does, it, I think it's going to be on like the level of like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like that's how much of a cult classic I think Spice World is. It ha- it stands the test of time. I think she's spot on. I think so too. It that's is a, very a cult good classic and it is a lot like Rocky Horror. Of course, they're not similar in like feel or theme or anything, but yeah, 100% camp all the way through. Like it knows what it's doing. It's making fun of itself. It's just silly for I'll, no reason. I almost said that like Rocky Horror even seemed to have more like or wasn't didn't seem to be as random as Spice World was. But then I was like, no, they start off with a 
uh, you know, like lips singing, yeah, it's and then it's, it, it gets really random. Yeah, time warp. <laughs> I love it so. It's much. very random. Another yeah. movie we really Fantastic love, Rocky movie. Horror. We really should just do a special episode of Rocky Horror. It's a great. We movie. could do that. Anyway, so I I really feel that, and I also think she's right. If all these kids who were so obsessed with the '90s right now got a hold of Spice World, it would blow back up. They'd be on tour. Yeah, not to beat a dead horse, but like. If you could, if they could watch the movie or actually find a place to see the movie, uh, she's a hundred percent. It would absolutely blow up again. I loved that theory. So wise. So you did indeed enjoy it. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. What did you think about? What do you want to talk about? What were your favorite things? Oh man. Well, I think the cameos. The first thing, yeah, probably. Well, no, before. Well, yes, they lead <laughs> into each other. Let me start. But uh, I. I honestly, I want to start off by talking about their insane bus. Sure. It was hilarious. They're the Spice Girls. It's Spice Girls. It was very fun. That is the only part of this movie that actually did kind of like remind me of one of the old Beatles movies. Because there is a scene in one of those where they go into their house and it's all compartmentalized for each one of them. Right. And they all have different things. Like one of them had like, was the floor was like set down and had like sod grass planted in it. And they had a a pair of those like uh, teeth. Oh, jaw yeah. things like cutting the grass. How do you remember this? When did we a, watch the Beatles movies? You, we never did. I watched this growing up at a friend's house. Oh, shout out to Spencer. Do you remember which Spence. one? Uh, Help, I think. Okay, uh, but they're like, all weird as well. Yeah, very weird movies. So it's kind of like that was the only thing. Like I, I was watching, it was kind of like this. Kind of reminds me of one of the, of that movie because it did feel like like they get involved in some like. Some kind of crime. It's been yeah, so long since I've seen this. Some kind of like heist But like, yeah, some kind of heist, other stuff. But it was also just kind of like, this is weird. You know you what's know? interesting about that, though? Both is British, that too. The, well, yeah. The the Beatles ones were like drug-induced. Right, you know? right, yeah. And that's not what the Spice Girls are. But they no. are really similar now that you say that. Yeah. Is this their response to those crazy Beatles movies, maybe? Maybe. But like, so the bus was like, reminded me instantly. I was like, oh, it's just like the house that the Beatles had in in their movie. Because yeah, it is that. Each girl has a section of the bus that is, it's their room, quote unquote, but it's all open and everything where they can see everything. But it's all decorated and, you know, to be fitting to that. Right. Well, they each had very distinct girl. personalities right. that go along with their names. I, I love that Posh just stood on a, a catwalk. Yeah. A mini catwalk that was there the whole time well, and just and basically posed. At one point in the movie, they're each in their own respective areas complaining about how they've been like pigeonholed. Yeah. Like baby is, she's got her little pigtails up and she's eating a sucker and she's like, why do they call me the baby? Yeah. And they kind of each do it. I mean, and Posh is like, most well-known line is she can't decide if she should wear the little black Gucci dress or the little black Gucci dress, right? or maybe the little black Gucci dress. I'll just wear the little black Gucci dress. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. It's the whole thing is meta in multiple ways. And the whole thing is just them making fun of themselves. Yeah. How would you not enjoy that? It's so funny. I know it's a recipe for success, but what was funny to me about this is that you, you, they show this double decker bless, Bus? Bus? Double-decker bus that has the Union Jack on the side of it. And it's, you know, standard dimensions of a double-decker London bus. Sure. You get inside it, there's no way all that stuff is in there. <laughs> it is like a house inside this. Just the width of the room alone. Uh, but, so that was really funny. But then, to st- roll into the cameos. Uh-huh. Who's their bus driver? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Rest in peace. But it was 
I was kind of like, oh, hey, whoa, meatloaf. Did it totally catch you off guard? Yeah, for sure. And then that just kind of like started a huge string of cameos, which is one of the things that made this movie so fun. You know we love a good cameo. We love a cameo. And so to have so many, which then even impressed me more when we from when we were starting with this and you said that they all had only done one album that they were able to do one album that p- surged them to the popularity to make a movie that then they could pull in so many different people in sure like you know uh i know we haven't done through the, the full cast list yet but yeah let's Meat do Loaf, it now yeah let's let's go ahead who's their agent uh richard e grant and what do you know him from uh the first thing i saw him from i might have seen something before this but the first thing i can actually remember is that he plays a general in the rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. uh an imperial general and then i saw him in the loki show oh he's in that yeah it's actually very funny how can you be in two fandoms Oh, he's a very small character in there. Oh, a little small. Uh, part. Okay, wait. He's also in Spice World. How can you be in three fandoms? Well, no, but that, that was the point. <laughs> it's very funny. My uh, my introduction to Richard E. Grant. I actually like him a lot. He's really good, especially after watching all these. Uh, but he's the first thing I see him in. He's an incredibly stoic, uh, like ruthless imperial general. Next thing I see him in, he's kind of like a little, like a little goofy, different version of Loki and, and everything. He's like classic Loki, like hmm. kind of thing. So he's he's a little bit goofier. He's mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, not so uptight and stuff like that. Has some good quips and whatnot. Then we get to Spice World, and he's just this this completely like not overly flamboyant, like stressed like out, stressed out, like funny very side. Emo- like yeah. Crazy sideburns, Side slick back hair, different colored, like a completely green suit, like incredible, like outrageous fashion choices. It was just like, it's this funny, like this reverse order introduction I've had to Richard E. Grant. And he was great in this movie. He was, yeah, really what, what good. What was his name again? Uh, Clifford? Clifford. I think yeah. is his name. So like that was very, very funny to get to see him in this. And yeah, he just like, it was so physical in his performance too. Very, yeah. So it was very, he, he's he was their great. manager. Um, Elvis Costello has a small mm-hmm. um, cameo as himself. Elton John has a small cameo as himself. Bob Geldof has a small cameo as himself. Um, Alan Cumming, who has a very soft place in my heart, um, is a character that you see throughout. Not even really a small character, no, he's, like he's a, a pretty. Well, we'll get to what he yeah. is. I, I have. I want to go down. Uh, I want to run down explanation of what the hell is happening in this movie. <laughs> yeah, we still haven't really um, got to that. Yet. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Uh, Jason Fleming, you knew him from something. Uh, he's a he's a character actor, predominantly in British films and stuff like that. But he oh, has, okay. he had a small part in Snatch, another movie, Solomon Kane that I'd watched a long time ago. Uh, lots of different stuff. Those are the two things that I can also. Keep. It's worth noting we're only mentioning the people that we know. I'm if he's sure. in a Guy Ritchie movie, like if it's a Guy Ritchie movie, I'm pretty sure he has like a small part in all of them. I'm sure there's people on this list that we aren't even going to touch on because we don't know them, but right. they're huge people. Um, Stephen Fry has a small that role. That was fun to see. I love Stephen Fry. Bob Hoskins has a small <laughs> yeah. cameo as himself. Um, Hugh Laurie has a small part. Um, Roger Moore. Has a fairly big part. And he's Bond, right? Yeah. Okay, and his character's like makes a Bond joke. He says something about his drink being shaken, not stirred. Yeah. And he's very, um, he's like the manager's manager. So he, he's, he's like Richard Grant's, Grant's boss. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like a record exec of some kind or something. But he plays it like a Bond supervillain. Yeah. Oh, ding, ding. Just made that connection. I was about to say, why was he just being Dr. Evil? Because Dr. Evil is based on Bond Bond supervillains. Yeah. He even has the cat and all that stuff. And so I just now realized that that's what Dr. Evil is doing. (laughs) in Austin Powers. (laughs) Oh, because 
Oh. It's it's probably making now a I lot feel of things. Dumb. Yeah, because Austin Powers is Bond, isn't he? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just got to connect those dots sometimes. <laughs> Ooh. Oops. Um, Bill Patterson. Who did we realize who Bill that Patterson. was? He's this guy. He's somebody's dad. Oh, oh uh, Fleabag's dad. That's what it is. In yeah. Fleabag. Um, Jennifer Saunders, who is known for abs- being on Absolutely Fabulous. Mm-hmm. She was in it. I, that was one that like I didn't catch that as a kid. I didn't right. know what Ab Fab was, but uh, it was kind of fun to see her in now. Um, George Went is a big character in it. Dominic West. Oh, yeah. He shows up. Um, And then there's two that we're going to talk a little more about because they were big for this household. Mark McKinney has a big role and we are pretty big superstore fans and i didn't i just told Jarrett when we started the movie there's a lot of cameos in this you're gonna kind of be mind blown a little bit and when he came on screen i was so excited for Jarrett to see him because i recognize him at that age as well because he was on snl for not for very long but when i was a kid he was on snl for a short stint but you only know him from superstore right yeah and he's older chubbier and talks and grayer very and has voice. a really specific Jerusha. accent <laughs> that's his last name in the show that's how he talks this, he's just look kind of whiny he's just not recognizable to what you know him as so yeah. i was really excited for you to get to see him in this and it was like a different person totally it right? was it was like seeing an american an actor who you thought was american and then realized they're british but it well, like in reverse in it was reverse, like i only yeah. knew him as as a uh, Glenn in Superstore with his weird voice and everything. So I know I like, I know that's not this dude's real voice, but right. like you, I'd never heard it. And so then to like have him in a movie, I was like, I see Glenn talking, but it's not <laughs> Glenn talking. It was very, and funny. it was pretty funny, right? Oh yeah. He was really great. We should try to look up. I don't remember I don't him. I've seen any of his SNL from clips. SNL. Really? We, maybe we'll have to see if he had any like notable characters and watch. And then the other one, um, since we've already talked about Rocky Horror, I didn't know what Rocky Horror was as a kid. Never would have made this connection. I've probably never looked at this guy's IMDb because I I really only thought he had done Rocky Horror. But Richard O'Brien, who is the one who wrote Rocky Horror, right? Yeah. And um, plays Riff Raff in the movie version, was the like creepy stalker photographer following them around. Same thing. Co- totally unrecognizable. He didn't have like the riffraff wig or yeah, makeup. Yeah, he's completely bald. Yeah, so I, I, it blew my mind. I had no idea to expect to see riffraff in this. Yeah. So that was just another fun little, you know, cameo or whatever. It just literally felt like every scene you had to be looking at every person or anybody they talked to because it was there's a very good chance that person was going to be somebody else. Well, yeah, it was hard to take notes because I didn't want to look away from the screen. Yeah. Too much going on. Speaking of too much going on at once and like overstimulation with the cameos, here's a list of the things the Spice Girls get into and the things that they experience throughout this movie. Because going into this, did you just assume the movie was like about them singing their songs? Yeah, I assumed it was like them going on a tour or... As one would. Or something. Or yeah, just like recording their next album, something. I, I legitimately had no idea where the story of this was going to go. Okay, here's things that happened to them. There is a bad guy who works for a newspaper who's trying to ruin their careers, so he hires a photographer to stalk them. Photographer follows them all over the place. There's a documentary crew also stalking them, trying to get a documentary made about them. This is Alan Cumming. Following them with a camera, like their every move, sneaking into parties to get footage of them to try to make this movie. There's also Mark McKinney, Glenn from Superstore and his like partner or Who's producer or something. George went. Yeah. 
Uh, I think I, I like think the next day I was like that dude looks familiar, and then I saw like a picture of the Cheers cast the next day, and I was like, oh, and Toy Story, yeah, yeah. Um, they are Hollywood movie writers trying to convince the M- Spice Girls manager that they should make a movie about them. So not a documentary, but a movie. So there's already three groups of media stalking the Spice Girls, basically all for completely different reasons. Um, their best friend thinks she's losing them as friends and then decides that they should all be the godmother of her baby and then has a baby goes into labor in the middle of a club and has a baby. They go to boot camp to learn how to dance. They meet aliens while (laughs) peeing in the woods. I'm not making this up. They almost kill two children who win a contest to hang out with the spice girls by accidentally letting them fall off of a boat and almost drown. (laughs) (laughs) They discover a bomb on their bus. They jump over tower bridge in their bus. And while that's happening, posh is the one driving the bus because meatloaf has disappeared for some reason. And then all of this madness, craziness. Oh, sorry. Ends with them putting on the biggest concert in the whole wide world ever to have existed is basically how they're making it sound at Royal Albert hall. Um, it's also being live streamed around the world, which is funny. Is that even something? I guess that's something people can do now, but like in 97, that wasn't possible, was it? I mean, it was just broadcast, like they had done with like oh, live aid and stuff like, like that. Live aid, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. realized that as I said that. It still seems absurd and insane. Yeah, but especially because in the movie it sets it up, it's their very first time ever doing like a live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Concert I think so. Like yeah. This. So they were very nervous about it, and a lot of their, you know, they were on edge. They also, at some point, not in my list, go to Milan to shoot like a music video mm-hmm. with these like beefed up beefcakes. Italian dancers with assless chaps. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, there is. Um, it's all very silly. And the whole meta of it is that, uh, and one of my favorite storylines, the two Hollywood movie writers, George Went and Mark McKinney, they're pitching this idea of a Spice Girls movie to their manager the whole time, but they're pitching the movie that you're watching. Yeah. That was one of my notes. I was like, it's a movie within it a is. movie. But it's like a lot of movies within a yeah. movie, right? But I mean, more more so in the way that, yeah, they were pitching the movie that we were watching. And it's like, oh, this is how it comes together. When I told Jill that one of my like favorite moments from it um, as a kid that I remember laughing with friends at the most is that he's pitching this idea that they're, that Posh is driving the bus to like get them away from bad guys and to the show on time. And while she's driving it, they have to jump over tower bridge. Like the bridge is raising and they can't stop. So they have to jump it. And you see the real bus driving across tower bridge, like getting close to it. And then his partner, or maybe Richard Grant, I don't remember points out like that sounds awfully high budget. And he's like, no, we'll do it cheap. And then it cuts back to the bus jumping and it's a toy bus jumping over a toy bridge. (laughs) We just thought, like in my little nine-year-old brain, that was so funny and so clever, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Very silly. All of it's very silly. It is. It's very silly. The amount of silliness in it made me wonder, is this the first like very heavy camp movie that I ever loved? Probably. Be- long before I even knew camp was a thing. Because there's, there's a lot of camp things I love now. But um, this was definitely the first, I would say. Well, that's fun. Did you have any other like specific moments where you were like, uh, well, I'm assuming you didn't expect half of the things I just listed to no, happen. The aliens were a very, I was like, <laughs> okay, 
What we're, else? We're going there. What else was funny? Uh, one thing that was like kind of that stood out is is the newspaper guys, Jason Fleming and the, his boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like come up with their grand evil plan and mm-hmm. everything. And when they do, like it suddenly starts legit raining and thundering in the office. <laughs> So like they're just getting like rained on and they don't act like this is a weird thing at all. It just happens. Uh, that was very funny to me. Those two guys also, one of them mentions deja vu and then they like create a deja vu moment where they repeat themselves and then just go about living their lives. Yeah. That was something I didn't really remember catching as a kid. That was funny this time as well. Uh, it was also very funny. You mentioned earlier about how they have their friend who's pregnant and she's afraid that she's losing them and it makes them all their, her, the God, godmothers Godmother, to her mm-hmm. daughter uh, or her baby. Yeah, they like convince her to go out. This while she's like a, while nine she's months like pregnant. Very pregnant. They take her out dancing. <laughs> and then abandon her. Yeah, they they're, do. They're just out on the dance floor doing their own thing. And she's up like up high in the in a balcony, like looking down on them. And that's when she goes into labor. And they all have to like rush up there. It's just like, why did you even abandon your friend? Why did you bring her? I was honestly surprised they didn't deliver the baby in the bus. That yeah. feels like the only thing missing from this movie. Because, you know, of course, they get her out of the club and they have to... Don't they take her in the bus? Yeah, I think so. They like rush her to the hospital. Speeding? I guess. I've so already with, forgotten yeah, some of the details. It's <laughs> so hard to pay details. attention to. Yeah. Um, but that feels like the only thing missing. That feels like a natural fit for this random movie is that shouldn't wouldn't one of them delivered this baby in this bus? Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like that should have happened. Too much budget though. <laughs> do it cheap. <laughs> really missed opportunity. Um, and one of the other moments that I really remembered loving as a kid was they do a photo shoot at some point and um, they all dress as other like famous people, uh, which is fun. But then they also all dress as each other, like not they don't each dress as each of them. They each pick one to dress as like uh, Jerry dresses as sporty and so on and so forth. I remember that being really fun for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't know <laughs> why. Anything Spice Girls seems fun, honestly. Um, so do you, you, you did enjoy it. Don't you think that it holds up pretty well for 2022? Yeah. I think so too. Like pretty clean, honestly. Aged well. Nothing that you're like, no, like racist, homophobic, sexist bullshit. I don't think. Right. God, I hope I'm not missing something. I don't think so. I think it would have stood out to us a little bit if it had. Usually that stuff does. Um, Jill also thinks that it holds up and she knows because she, since she has owned the DVD has frequently watched it over the years. She actually said that in the last like three years, she had seen it twice, oh, which wow. is very <laughs> funny. Um, but she agrees it holds up cause it's, it's not offensive in any way, but, um, here's more on what she said. I think it totally does. I th- okay. So Spice World is one of those movies where you can watch it now and it's not like offensive. I mean, so many movies from like the aughts, you like rewatch them and you're like, oh my gosh, no wonder the world is filled with horrible, horrible people. Like this was the media that we were consuming as teenagers, right? Like, it's just like very like offensive towards women and like just really off colored remarks regarding race. Like, you know, there's just, it's just, ugh, it does not fly in 2022. And it shouldn't, but you know, that's just where we were culturally, but there's something about Spice World. And ultimately I think it, it comes from like female empowerment. Like it was, you know, 1999 and they're screaming girl power and they're like, 
you know, bringing energy to like the youth, <laughs> like the the girls of like the world, basically saying like we we are here and we have relevance and we are powerful and we have fun and we're not trying to like take anything away from anyone else, but we're here. And that I think is just sort of revolutionary. If you really look at it, I can't really think of anything else um, in terms of like a global unification of young women. <laughs> and I'm not talking like 20 year olds. I'm talking like, we're talking like 12 to 15, like teenage girls. And it doesn't involve men in any way. It wasn't like the Beatles or Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. It wasn't, it wasn't that energy. It was like, no, we're powerful women with personalities and we're all different, but we all like contribute equally and we're a unified force. And that energy is something that the world still needs today, you know, and every, it's almost like they just like set us into that path. And one day we'll live in a true world where women have that power, you know? I really like what she said about girl power and everything. And something that she and I talked more about was that, or something I brought up, I guess, I don't want to put words in her mouth, is that this was kind of like the first who run the world girls before Beyonce. Yeah. Um, because it was all about them. It wasn't about putting men down really like so many gendered things are. It just was about women and like here we are to be these strong, badass women for other women to see that you can be a strong, badass woman. I don't know. That even makes sense. (laughs) Talented, successful, you know, top of their field. Yeah. Um, and then we, that was really what Jill and I ended up talking the most about was how well this movie holds up and like how important it was, especially for young uh, women and girls. And something Jill pointed out too is that, and maybe it's in this next clip, sorry if I'm being repetitive, but we're not talking about empowering like 25 year olds, grown ups. We're talking about empowering like 10 year olds, 12 year olds, yeah. something that maybe, maybe this is maybe not now in 2022, but when we were kids, I don't feel like you saw that a lot until the Spice Girls. I wasn't watching things that made me like, wow, I'm a powerful girl until the Spice Girls came along. I mean, they coined girl power. That was their thing. Anyway, so Jill had a few more things to say on that. I mean, there are a couple of things in the movie, like when they're in Milan and, you know, they like, there's this whole scene where, um, you know, the Italian director is wanting to have like these oiled up, you know, sexy yeah, men. Guys, yeah. And they're all like, no, like, that's not what we're trying to do here. And then, you know, they turn around, they compromise and, you know, their ass cheeks are out, you know, but it's cheeky like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's fun. It's playful. It's, it's just like a good time. It's not trying to like beat the other sex down at all, you know? And I think that's what's really unique about it as well. And sometimes we have that that dynamic. It's like either or instead of like, no, I'm just like me. Like women are just here and we take up space and we come in a vast variety of, you know, shapes and sizes and personalities. And, you know, I think that's what's really cool about that combo, that five combo of women. Jill wrapped it up real well, better than we ever could with the girl power of it all. But I do want to know which Spice Girl do you most identify with? (laughs) 
Or, or I guess maybe just who's your favorite. Doody, doody. Yeah, it's a hard question. Uh, because again, I'm not like incredibly familiar with them. My answer hasn't changed. It's still ginger. Still ginger. Always ginger. Because she's the one I am the most knowledgeable about. You're going to say scary. No, I was going to say posh. Oh, oh, duh. I forget. I forget about posh. She's so yeah. boring compared to the others to me. <laughs> I just know more about her because of, I don't know. Just, so she's your favorite? I don't, I don't know. Well, I, also, I don't know yet if I have, if I honestly have enough exposure to be able okay, to pick Okay, well, we're going to need to watch it so again. that's what I'm saying. Like, she's the one I've had the most exposure to. Well, she's <laughs> also like the most in the ether still. Yeah, yeah. She's still the one most in, in the public spotlight, I'd say. Yeah. So I feel like that's why, at least over here. Maybe not across the pond. Right. But, no, it's you know, different, so different like, world I feel like there. I just have more exposure to her. So that's the only reason she stands out. But yeah, honestly, I feel like I don't have quite enough exposure yet to be able to say definitively. Fine. I'll take that as I'm an sorry. answer. Mine is still You should still take that as ginger, a challenge. As I said. Not, a, not, a, not, you know, not an answer. You should take that as a challenge. <laughs> Okay. To introduce me into. Let's go more. watch all the music videos. There's okay. more music videos than. Yeah, we only watched like three. Yeah. After, before there's after. there's one for like almost every song. I feel like. Yeah. I even saw on their Instagram today because watching this made me follow the Spice Girls account on Instagram. Wow, were you even a fan? They put. A, I don't know. I, they've like left my brain. I'm gonna start <laughs> listening to them again now though, because, like I said before, every song they ever recorded is in this movie. I think. Yeah. I mean, there there was a third album after this came out. But I think Jerry Ginger had already left, so I don't think she's on it. She's at least not featured on it as much. Um, but hearing all the songs reminded me of so many. Um, so I'm just here to say, if you were a Spice Girls fan and you haven't listened to them in 20 years and you forgot about their music, make sure you remember these songs. If you can't dance, these are some of my favorites. Okay. And then most importantly, The Lady is a Vamp which I think played in the credits at the end. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in the movie, but it was one that I, you know, we all remember wannabe. We remember spice up your life. We even remember like stop lady is a vamp. I forgot existed. It came out in 97. Oh, it was on spice world. So this album literally probably haven't heard it since 2000. Oh wow. And as soon as it started playing, just like this flood of memory came back to my brain. (laughs) And I of course remembered every goddamn word. Of course. Um, so lady is a vamp and then, um, also never give up on the good times. Those are my three favorite spice girl songs to dance to. Nice. Oh, I hope this makes everybody else want to go rewatch spice world. I'll start hosting spice world parties, at least in the Austin area. If you haven't (laughs) seen spice world since you were a kid, come over, let's watch it. Angela, I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch it again and again. Um, Thanks for a great season, everybody. Yeah, this, this has was, been a lot of fun. It was fun to jump back into. We'll put out another season, you know, eventually. Yeah. Don't hold us to any kind of time frame. Who knows? It'll be a, like a the gift you'll never know when you're going to receive. <laughs> we'll just pop up whenever. Um, but thankfully, because of season two, Jarrett is now caught up on the very important culture that is Spice World. Uh, make sure you're still following us on Instagram at catchupculture that's where you'll hear from us first when we're ready for season three. Woohoo! Peace out, everybody. See y'all next time. Girl power. <laughs> <laughs>